Happy Sabbath, everyone. How many of you are happy that the Sabbath hours are here? Amen. Amen. I have to tell you that uh, for the first time since I have been here, uh, since Wednesday, I feel regenerated. Does anybody know the theme of, uh, no? Why do I feel regenerated? Well, I flew out from California, was an overnight trip, uh, didn't get good sleep on the plane, uh, got here and uh, had to drive a little while to to get to the campus and uh, that thing called jet lag set in, so I couldn't really sleep that well. Got up and preached uh, Wednesday night, still tired. Thursday, uh, couldn't get the sleep pattern down. Uh, last night, I got rest. And today, I feel regenerated. Rest brings regeneration. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for what you are about to teach us. Father, I ask that your angels that excel in strength would take every uncouth thing from this place. Lord, from the back of this room to the front, may every eye, may every ear, and may every heart be in tune, not listening to me, but listening to you. Speak to us, Lord, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. We learned over these past few days that we are in an oil crisis. Um, We understood that while the world is looking at what is happening out there in the world, as God's people, we are to be focused upon the oil crisis spoken of in the Bible, in particular, Matthew chapter 25. The time is coming where there will be a shortage of oil. That oil represents the Holy Spirit. Notice with me in the book of Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25 describes this last day oil crisis with these words. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and what? Slept. Beloved, I believe that there is a difference between the sleep that the five wise virgins experienced and the sleep that the five foolish experienced. You see, that word sleep also signifies rest. Rest regenerates. I guess you don't catch it yet. You see, when the, when the five wise virgins wake up, they are regenerated. They have been refreshed by the Spirit of God. And beloved, I believe that the rest that these five wise virgins experienced was that rest spoken of in Matthew eleven twenty eight, when Jesus says, Come unto me, all you that labor, and I will give you Rest. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 12 tells us the rest of a laboring man is sweet. You see, the five foolish slept a careless sleep. They slept 
unprepared. How many of you ever had to prepare for a final and slept good the night before because you were prepared? How many of you ever had to prepare for a final, thought you were prepared for the final, and slept a good sleep you thought until you woke up and got to the finals? There was a different kind of rest, beloved, for the five wise and the five foolish. And so I want to present to you tonight that the difference between those who are wise and those who are foolish is that the wise know how to rest. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 9. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 9. Please listen to this verse as it describes to us the rest that God's people are to experience in these last days. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 9. The Bible says, There remaineth therefore a... Rest to the people of God. I want to share a story with you tonight. A story that is so incredible, nonetheless true. I pray that it will change your view forever about who you are and why you are a Seventh-day Adventist. This story is not a make-believe story. It is a story that will unfold before our very eyes in the Word of God. I want to share with you, beloved, why the war in the last days is all about rest. You see, this word rest in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 9 is the Greek word sabbatismos. Word, does that sound like everyone? Sabbath. There remaineth therefore a Sabbath keeping to the people of God. But this Sabbatismos that's being spoken of is not necessarily a seventh day Sabbath keeping that is primarily being spoken about. It is in reference, it is using the story of the children of Israel when they came out of uh, Egypt and were on their way to where? Canaan. The promised land, it was known as the land of rest. That's where the children of Israel were to have rest. And God now uses this very story in Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 4 and then concludes by saying, There remaineth therefore, or there still is a rest for the people of God to enter into. That word rest is actually, or that term rest actually points us to the kingdom of heaven, the heavenly promised land. How many of you want to enter into God's rest? Now, this is beautiful, beloved. Where is God's rest? Where is God's rest? Heaven. Amen? How many of you agree with that? Raise your hand nice and high. God's rest is heaven. Now, I want you to catch this, beloved. This is absolutely amazing. God calls heaven his sabbatismos. I'm going to give you a couple of seconds. <laughs> Why does God call heaven his sabbatismos? Remember the word sabbath means rest. God calls heaven his resting place and we find our answer when we go to the Old Testament and look up what it meant when a land had rest. Notice with me Leviticus chapter 26. Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 33, Leviticus 26, verse 33. God here is speaking to the children of Israel, and he's telling them, listen, when I bring you into the promised land, if you rebel against me, here's what's going to happen. I will scatter you among the heathen and will draw out a sword after you. Your land shall be desolate and your cities waste. Then shall the land enjoy her what? 
Sabbaths as long as it lieth desolate. Verse 35, as long as it lieth desolate, it shall rest because it did not rest in your Sabbaths when you dwelt upon it. Beloved, what God was saying here, what he was warning Israel was when you sin against me, you bring a state of unrest in the land. And so he said, if you do this, I will put you out of the land so that the land will have what? Rest. It will be able to enjoy its Sabbaths. You look at various places in the Old Testament where God, uh, when God gave peace to Israel, it said the land had rest for 40 years. The land had rest for 40 years. Rest represents a place where there is no rebellion against God, there is no war against God, there is no sinning against God. Why did God call heaven his sabbatismos? Because it is a place where everything is at rest in him. Now, I want you to notice the book of Revelation, chapter 12. You see, not only was heaven God's, not only is heaven's God's sabbatismos in the future, heaven was God's sabbatismos in the past. Ooh. I'll be getting excited to warm you guys up to get excited. Heaven was God's sabbatismos in the past. It was a place of pure and perfect peace. There was no rebellion. There was no war. There was no sin. Heaven was God's what, everyone? Sabbatismos. Until. You guys are slow tonight. (laughs) Until. Something happened in heaven. Revelation 12 verse 7 says, There was what? War in heaven. Who started that war? Lucifer. What did Lucifer therefore do to God's sabbatismos? Lucifer broke God's sabbatismos in heaven. Hmm. Are you going to work with me tonight? <laughs> try, you try to work with me, okay? In other words, beloved, what is the opposite of rest? We would say unrest. And when you think of unrest, what do you think of? Social unrest, religious unrest. Beloved, Lucifer, by his rebellion in heaven, broke God's sabbatismos by bringing about a state of unrest. May this sermon change your life forever. Notice with me Ezekiel 28. Ezekiel 28. The, 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 the scriptures that speak about Lucifer's fall. Ezekiel 28 verse 14. Verse 13. The Bible says here, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Who is it speaking about here? It's speaking about Lucifer. Where was Lucifer? In Eden, the Bible says. Where was Eden? What was Eden? The word Eden means pleasure. In the New Testament, when Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Today you will be with me in paradise. The Greek word denotes the word Eden. Eden was paradise. Eden was another name for heaven. Lucifer was in Eden, the heaven of God, the paradise of God. He was perfect in heaven until he what? He sinned. Eden was God's sabbatismos. Please follow me here. Please. And so, what was it that Lucifer did that caused the rebellion? The Bible says he was perfect in his ways from the day he was created until what? Iniquity was found in him. What is iniquity? 
It is transgression of the law of God. Lucifer began to rebel against the government of God. Now understand, God's sabbatismos represents his government. His government is a government of rest. God says, A, and we do what? That's what it means to rest. So when Lucifer began to rebel against the sabbatismos of God, what he was rebelling against was the system or the government of resting in God. Lucifer began to rebel against the law. Here's what he said. We don't need a law. Why don't we need a law? Listen, if Lucifer had said to the angels, have you ever asked yourself, how is it that Lucifer deceived one-third of holy, intelligent angels? Anybody ever asked yourself that? Listen, if, if, if Lucifer said to the angels, hey guys, uh, I'm having thoughts. I think I want to go be evil. Who wants to come with me? The angels would not have listened. But beloved, here is Lucifer's argument. You see, in Isaiah chapter 14, Lucifer said there, I will be like the Most High. What is the Most High like? Let me tell you. The Most High is loving. The Most High is kind. The Most High is merciful. The Most High is righteousness. Listen to Lucifer's argument. I can be loving, kind, righteous without God giving me a law how to do it. You didn't catch that. I can sanctify myself. I don't need you, God. You are not the only way to righteousness. Who are you to dictate to me that righteousness consists in following a law? Guess what the Christian world is arguing today? I hope you're warming up. We don't need a law in order to be like Jesus. We can be just like Jesus without him dictating to us some law. The very same argument of self-sanctification, self what everyone? Sanctification is the very argument that the world is now repeating. That is how one-third of holy angels were deceived. Well, rebellion came to heaven and God said, we can't have this rebellion. You have disturbed my sabbatismos and just like he told the children of Israel you disturb the sabbatismos I'm going to put you out of the land so the land can once again enjoy her sabbatismos the devil had to go why? because he refused to keep the sabbath may this sermon tonight change your life forever listen beloved heaven had now returned to a state of rest but now God was about to create planet earth and so he creates the earth and as you read through the book of Genesis you find something interesting because at the end of each day the Bible says that God saw that it was what? It was good, it was good, it was good, it was good. And then, beloved, oh, please notice with me. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. And I want you to notice verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Beloved, God was giving earth a piece of heaven. You didn't catch that. You see, Eden had been the garden of God, the government, the sabbatismos of God in heaven, and now God says, I've created planet earth, I'm looking at it, it's all good, it's all in submission to me. I'm going to put my headquarters... I'm going to put a a replica of my government in the Garden of Eden. I'm going to put pleasure. I'm going to put heaven on earth, and I'm going to put the man in the garden. And beloved, then the Bible says in Genesis 2 that God, what? Rested. You don't get it. 
Beloved, there is a reason that God rested. Now, I know we as Adventists, yes, and God created the world in six days and he rested on the seventh because he's the creator. Amen, he's the creator. But there is something greater than that, beloved. God rested because he saw that all heaven, all earth was in line with his sabbatismos. You see, in that Sabbath that he had given to man, he was giving him all the principles of the government of God in the Sabbath. May this sermon change your life forever. The Sabbath, beloved, was a snapshot. Let's call it a piece of heaven. It was the sum total of the government, of the principles of God, summed up in one day, and that day simply said, rest. Rest. Don't rebel. Rest. In fact, in fact, I want you to notice... Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 12. I want you to notice why God gave man the Sabbath. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 12. Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 12. Moreover, also I gave them my Sabbaths to be a sign between them that they might know that I am the Lord that sanctified them. You, you, you. (laughs) What was Lucifer's argument? I can sanctify myself by doing my own thing. God says that was Lucifer's principle. Those are the principles of his his government. I'm giving you the Sabbath so that you know that there is nothing that you can do to sanctify yourself. The only way that sanctification comes is by resting in whatever I tell you. May this sermon forever change. Your life. And so it's interesting, it's amazing, beloved, that when God says, and when the the Bible says that God placed the man in the Garden of Eden, uh, uh, listen to this. Uh, The Good News Bible says it this way. Then the Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and guard it. Did you know that Adam was put in the garden to guard it? Guard what? Guard it from weeds? No, no, no. He was put in the garden, Eden, pleasure, peace, rest, sabbatismos. Adam, guard the sabbatismos because the devil hates the sabbatismos. He wants you to break your rest with me. Guard it, Adam. Guard it. That word put, then the Lord God put the man, listen to this, absolutely amazing. The Hebrew word put is nuach. Here's what it means. To rest, to settle down, to be confederate. So Young's literal translation says it this way. Jehovah God taketh the man and causeth him to rest in the garden of Eden. Oh man, you guys are going to make me sit down. God put Adam in the garden to rest. Adam, I am putting you to be confederate with my government. This is my sign that you are at peace with me. You rest in me. Adam, guard the garden. Keep it. Don't let the devil bring you into a state of unrest. So the devil knew that if he could could get Adam to break that rest, to break that sabbatismos, he would be setting himself up against God. And indeed, we know the story. Adam and Eve sinned and they fell in rebellion against the government of God. That's why Jesus Christ was sent to this earth with one reason in particular. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The purpose of the gospel is to return us to God's sabbatismos. 
You see, the carnal mind is enmity against God. It is not subject to the law of God. God says, obey me. And we say, no, I'm not going to obey you. We refuse to rest in the will of God. God says, keep the Sabbath. We say, no. God says, don't kill. We say, no. God says, don't commit adultery. We say, no. The gospel is sent to reverse that so that God says, obey me. And we just rest. Keep the Sabbath. Sure. Don't kill. Okay. Don't lie. We rest in the commandments of God. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 4, he that has entered into his rest, he has ceased from his works as God did from his. What are our works? Our works are the works of the flesh. God has come to give us rest from the works of lawlessness. Beloved, isn't this beautiful? The Sabbath is the sign of rest. The sa- Do you know that people say that Adventists are all into works? You don't get it. (laughs) Beloved, the Sabbath is the sign that we cannot work our way to heaven. We must rest our way to heaven. Oh, man. Don't let somebody accuse you again of being a legalist. The Sabbath, beloved, is the sign that we are resting in the will of God. It is a sign that says, I understand how the government of God works. God says it and I rest in it. I don't rebel against it. I don't argue against it. That is what it means to keep Sabbath. And so, are you ready for this Seventh day Adventist? Are you ready? I want you to understand something. The moment you cease to rest in God, you have broken. See, you guys thought that you could do whatever you wanted to do during the week. May this sermon change your life forever. You thought that breaking the Sabbath simply meant they told me I had to be here tonight (laughs) so I am here. (laughs) That's what you thought. You thought thought the Sabbath could only be broken on the seventh day. Now beloved, the Sabbath can only be kept the seventh day Sabbath can only be kept on the seventh day but its principles extend throughout the whole week listen you missed something God didn't just get up one day and Sabbath the first day had to be good <laughs> may this sermon change your life forever the second day had to be good the third God Sabbath because every day before it was good What are you doing during the week? May this sermon change your life forever. Beloved, listen. The Sabbath is the ultimate sign of submission. Now, let me change gears a little bit because I want to set you up for something. Listen, do you know that in the Bible, the Bible tells us that every seventh year, the land was to what? was to rest. It was like a sabbatismos. God was trying to teach us something. You see, uh, the Bible tells us in 2 Peter that one day with the Lord is as what? A thousand years. And I, I found something interesting. This is absolutely amazing. Just a little point. Nothing big on this, but just listen to this. Do you know that when the millennium comes up, we're looking at generally or generally speaking the seventh thousand year? But, but watch this. How many days in a week? Seven. What happened on the first day of the week? There was darkness 
and then God said, let there be light. I look at that first day, and I see, I look through the week, and I see seven major events that happen in the scripture. First of all, we find that this earth, in the very beginning, fell into darkness, but God, right there in Genesis 3, said, let there be what? Or rather, Genesis 1, let there be light. Genesis 3 tells us that he would send his son into this world. That's kind of like day one for me. What happened on day two? The waters separated how? Vertically. You know what's interesting? The next major event to happen in scripture was the flood where the waters... I hope you're following me. You see, on day three, the Bible says that the waters separated horizontally. And beloved, the next major event in scripture is when Moses leads the children of Israel (laughs) out of Egypt. And what happens? The waters separated. On day four, the Bible says that, uh, uh, that God put uh, uh, lights in the sky, the sun in the sky. And the next major event after Israel had gotten into the promised land, they had been waiting for the coming Messiah, the coming Son of God. And Jesus comes right in the middle of the week. For those of you Bible students, you caught that. Day number five, the Bible says he created the fish. And beloved, I just think that I can, I can remember, I can look in the scripture and see that after Jesus died, buried, was resurrected, he went to heaven and he sent down Pentecost and sent out fishers of men throughout the dark ages. And then, beloved, on day number six, God created man. And, beloved, I cannot help but think about God's last day creation, the seventh-day Adventist church, who is going to go face-to-face with the beast in the last days. Day number six, beloved, let me tell you something. I believe that we are living in the time just before Friday sundown. The Sabbath... (laughs) is coming. Did you hear me? The Sabbath is coming. And we want to enter correctly into that Sabbath. Listen, how do we enter into that Sabbath? Jesus tells us, I'm going to prepare a place for you, and if I go, I will come again and do what? Receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Did you know, beloved, that the Sabbath is heaven's fire drill? You did not catch that. May this sermon change your life forever. Beloved, listen, Jesus comes. Why is he coming? To take us into his rest every week, every seventh day. It is a miniature prophetic scenario. You did not get it. Every week, God has given us a fire. You know what a fire drill is, right? It's, 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 It's just in case this were real, this is what you would do. You'd <laughs> may this sermon change who you think you are. Beloved, listen, every seventh day, God has created his sabbatismos to, to, to allow us to see what it is like to prepare for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now that means trouble for a lot of us. You see, How did you do as the sun was going down today? How did you do as uh, the Sabbath was coming in? Did anyone feel nervous today? Don't raise your hand. (laughs) You know how it is. The Sabbath is coming and you're still running around doing stuff and you're just like, please, just don't let it come yet because I'm not ready anybody ever experienced that beloved may this sermon change your life forever God is trying to show us something beloved the Sabbath God has given it to us to say are you actually ready to enter into my sabbatismos why are we not ready for the Sabbath because we save for one day what we could have done in six days when is the best time to prepare for the Sabbath Sunday (laughs) 
The first day of the week, beloved, we ought to be preparing for the Sabbath. So when the Sabbath rolls around, we can ease into that rest. We're not running around because, beloved, listen, what we do during the week is reflective of our spiritual lives. Many of us are waiting until we see the sun setting before we say, okay, it's time to get ready. And just like you do on Sabbath, you will find that you will not be ready when Jesus comes. May this sermon change your life forever. Not only does the Sabbath uh, 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 show us whether we are ready and praise God. You know what? You failed this week. God says, okay, next Sabbath. I mean, can you imagine? If you are lost, that would be a shame. Sabbath after Sabbath after Sabbath, year after year, God has given you opportunity. Come on, you messed up. Let's get it right. Let's get it right. And you still are unprepared. Not only does the Sabbath show whether we are ready to enter his rest, it shows us what our disposition would be in his rest. You don't get that, so I'm going to help you. You see, there's a parable in Matthew 22 that talks about this man that was invited into the wedding feast of God. But when he came in, he was not properly what? Dressed. Beloved, in order to enter the sabbatismos of God, you must be properly dressed. Your character must represent a character fit for heaven. What are you doing right now? In these very hours, in this very room, what are you thinking right now on the Sabbath hours? It's what you would be thinking in heaven. You, 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 <laughs> you didn't get that. You didn't get that. How many of us are thinking right now thoughts that if we were in heaven, the instant we thought them, we would be disintegrated? <laughs> oh. Beloved, may this sermon change your concept of the Sabbath forever. You see, beloved, we have not rightly, fully understood what this day is really all about. You see, God has called us to be holy this day. To be what? To be holy. He says in Isaiah 56, 2, you must take hold, withhold your hand from doing any evil. What kind of evil? any evil. So God says it is possible on the Sabbath day to do no evil. How many of you like that? He says, look, on the Sabbath day, I don't want you to drink. On the Sabbath day, I don't want you to smoke. On the Sabbath day, I don't want you to to, to curse. Now, do you think God is really saying, you can do these on all the other days, but not on my Sabbath? No, beloved, what he's trying to show us is that if it is possible for us not to do these things on the Sabbath, you guys are making me preach this alone. (laughs) If it's possible for us not to do it on the Sabbath, it's possible for us not to do it on any day of the week. Beloved, are you ready? For the Sabbath, I hear something interesting. You know in the Bible, and I'm just, I'm trying to speak through this as quickly as I can. You know in the Bible, it tells us, it talks about those who had eyes of adultery that cannot cease from sinning. You know that word cease? Let me tell you for you. The Greek word, I'm not going to pronounce it. (laughs) But I will tell you that it is the negative of Sabbath. You didn't catch that. It says you cannot, these have eyes of sin or eyes of adultery that cannot Sabbath from sin. Ah. Beloved, Sabbath is a sign that we are resting from our own works. We are resting from sin. We have ceased. Are you, are, are you following me? You're making me sweat up here. Or maybe it's just the light. Beloved, the Sabbath reveals that we are fully resting in Christ. It reveals whether we would rather the things of this world than the things of heaven. In other words, how many of you are thinking of worldly things right now? The Bible says our thoughts should be not our thoughts, 
his thoughts, not thinking our own ways. In heaven, beloved, we're going to be heavenly minded. God says on this day, I want you to try to pretend that you're in heaven right now. In other words, beloved, this is a snapshot of the kingdom of heaven every Sabbath. How many of you can't wait to get out of here? I hope you know what you're saying. (laughs) You condemn yourself. But I'm not condemning you. I'm just saying when we say to ourselves, I can't wait for the Sabbath to be over. I hope you're thinking with me. I can't wait for the Sabbath to be over. I can't when you're watching the Sabbath clock, waiting for the sun to set so you can go back about your business, beloved. You are showing that you are a foolish virgin, failing to understand the significance of the Sabbath. Beloved, the Sabbath is about full dependence upon God. How many of you remember the story where God fed the children of Israel for six days? You remember that story? And on the seventh day, what happened? There was on the sixth day, there was a double portion. On the seventh day, how much was there? There was none. There was nothing. Listen, beloved. God was testing the children of Israel. How? Every day he was trying to teach them to prepare them for the Sabbath. How did he do that? The children of Israel were worried. What are we going to eat? God said, look, on day one, rest. Don't worry about it. I'm going to give you food. Just rest. Relax. Day two, rest. Relax. I'm going to give you. Day three, rest. He was teaching them to rest so that in the seventh day they would learn. They were practicing throughout the week how to rest in God so when the Sabbath came, they could receive the full blessing. Now, let me tell you something. You all, many of you came here tonight saying, okay, I need, I need a blessing. Guess what? Those who went out on the Sabbath day. Those who went out on the Sabbath day looking for a blessing found none. Why? Because God had been trying to give them the blessing throughout the week. Beloved, many of you came tonight. Many of you come Sabbath after Sabbath and you say, I don't know what's happening. I'm not being blessed. This is boring. Why? Beloved, don't go out looking for the blessing when God has been giving you the blessing every day of the week to to truly understand the Sabbath it means you have been living the whole week submitted to Jesus Christ resting in whatever he says and now beloved the Sabbath it is a sign of ministry because Isaiah 58 tells us is not this the fast that I have called for you to bring the poor into your where into your home where's your home where's your home on the Sabbath it's this church were you out looking for the poor the blind the naked to bring them into your home today where are my ministry people here? Maybe they get it. Were you out during the week looking for people to bring into God's house, your father's house, on the Sabbath? You see, beloved, no one can enter heaven without a guest. Wait, wait. <laughs> Beloved, Ellen White says there will be no starless crowns in heaven. 
If you are coming to church week after week and you've never brought anyone and don't intend to bring anyone into God's house, when you... I said, so where's, your, where's your guest? Oh, I don't have one. You mean you lived unto yourself? Yes, I lived unto myself. Are you really Seventh-day Adventists? Really? Are you? Beloved, the Sabbath, may this sermon change your life forever. I'm coming around the bend, I promise you. The Sabbath is what brings the latter rain. You didn't catch that. True observance of the Sabbath is what brings the latter rain. Notice with me Isaiah 58, Isaiah chapter 58. Notice with me verse 8, Isaiah 58, verse 8. The Bible tells us here, after it's talking about the Sabbath and how it should be rightly observed, it says in verse 8, Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, that's the virgins with their lamps, and thy health shall spring forth, and thy righteousness shall go speedily before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Then shalt thou cry, and he will say, Here I am. Verse 11, the Lord shall guide thee continually. He shall satisfy thy soul in drought, make fat thy bones, and thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of waters. God says when his people rightly observe the Sabbath, that means when they learn how to rest in him, that's when their light is going to shine forth. That's when the glory of God is going to be seen upon them. That's when they will go forth and preach the Sabbath more fully. That's when the world is going to realize this Sabbath thing is not just about a day. It's about the government of God. The entire gospel, beloved, is summed up in that one commandment which says, rest in me. The Sabbath is the seal of God's government. That's why the Bible says in the last days, those who receive the seal of God. What is the seal of God? It is the Sabbath. But what does that mean? I'm keeping the seventh day. No, it means I'm keeping the very principle, not only the day, but the very principle of it. Every day I rest in Christ. Because what the devil is going to try to do, beloved, the Sabbath test in the last days will not be about, do I refuse to keep Sunday? Yes, that will be part of it. But the test will be, can this man remain at rest in Christ though everything is crumbling around him that's the test remember beloved the, <laughs> listen and on the seventh day Jesus rested from his works did you know that I'm talking about the cross Jesus rested the cross and the Sabbath beloved are like one and the same they both reveal the principle of rest and so God's people in the last days will have a test I like to call it the flatliners test you know what a flatline is Flatline is a sign that you're dead and beloved. God, Satan is going to come to God's people and say, I bet you they're not resting in you. I bet you I can get them to get out of rest. If I can just get them to fall, to distrust you, to worry, whatever. And, and God's people, because they have the seal of God, because they learn how to rest, they're going to flatline. He's dead. We can't get him alive. We can't get him to respond. You know, that's what it means to be alive. He is dead to self. And the devil's going to try to pull out his, you know, nothing. We're losing him. We're losing him. Oh, praise God, beloved. Beloved, I want to learn how to flatline. Anybody in here want to learn how to flatline? God says, rest in me. Trust in me fully. Don't trust yourself. Rest. If I say it, you do it, beloved. Listen, may this sermon change your life forever I'm closing I want you to notice something remember the story when Nehemiah 
uh, uh, Nehemiah chapter 13, where he said that there were people who would come to the gates of Jerusalem on the Sabbath day, and he threatened them, and they shut the gates of Jerusalem so that no one who was dis who disregarded the Sabbath would enter in. Beloved, that is a foreshadow of the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says that uh, blessed are they who keep his commandments that they may have what? Right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates. Those who refuse to Sabbath now will not be able to Sabbath then. Beloved, are you really learning how to Sabbath? Revelation 14, the third angel me angel's message says this. Those who receive the mark have no rest day nor night. Why? They refuse to rest in Christ. They refuse to rest in his commandments. And now they will never have rest. They will never enter into that rest. Beloved, I want to make an appeal to you tonight. And you know what? I'm telling you, appeals are scary things. They're scary for you, and they're scary for me. But God is speaking tonight. So it's not about me and it's not about you. It's about God tonight. You have cards underneath your chairs. I want you to take those cards up. Grab those cards. Beloved, some of us have never Sabbathed have never experienced what it means to truly experience the blessing of the seventh day. Today is the seventh day. And God is calling you now to Sabbath. Some of you, God has been calling to be baptized. You have resisted the will of God. You're here now, you're doing your own thing, you're living your own way, and God, not me. So if you don't get up, you know, God is the one that is calling you now, and you know who you are. God is saying, do not resist me any longer. I want you tonight to Sabbath. I've been calling you to give your life fully to Christ. I've been calling you to be baptized. Please, Sabbath. You know what that means. Don't resist. Stop resisting. Sabbath. I want you to mark on your cards right where you are. Lord, I will. I'm going to Sabbath tonight. In fact, you know what? I think marking the card is really too easy. And I know I'm going to put you on the spot, but listen. God is calling you to Sabbath. He's saying, I need you to be baptized. I need you to give your life fully to me. Is there one in here? Would you stand where you are? Would you stand? Amen. Is there one? Would you stand? Amen. Would you stand? Beloved, amen. Come on. Don't. Don't resist anymore. Sabbath. Please understand what I, what I mean when I say that. Sabbath. Is there another one? Please stand. Please stand. Please stand. Amen. Please stand, beloved. Don't let the devil, amen. Don't let the devil tell you, no, no, no. Wait until another time, beloved. This is God's fire drill tonight. If he were to come tonight, would you be ready? What are you waiting for? Would you stand? Amen. Would you stand? Amen. Would you stand? Would you stand? Amen. Don't, don't resist, beloved. Sabbath. Would you stand?
Would you stand? Would you stand? Stand right where you are. Beloved, out in the world, a album contract, $800,000. The devil said, yeah, this is good. You're doing right. And God came into my life and he said, son, I need you to Sabbath. Give up what you're doing. Sabbath. And let me tell you, I have never made a better decision in my life. Would you stand? What are you waiting for? Why do you want to go where I'm coming from? Come on, man. Stand. Sabbath. Amen. 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 Sabbath, beloved, please. Now is the time. Now is the time. Would you stand? Now, there's some of you who are sitting, who are really resisting. And the devil is glad you're resisting. The devil is trembling right now because he knows that if you decide to Sabbath, you are going to be a dangerous warrior for Jesus Christ. (laughs) You know how the devil tried to keep me locked up in the industry? Because he knew, beloved, that my heart was so ready for God that God would use me. And right now... Stuff like this would be going on. Right now, there is somebody who the devil does not want to stand. Beloved, I'm asking you, Sabbath now, please. Where are my young men? Amen. Where are my young men? You know, some of you young men out there who are running away from God, God is saying, now is the time. Stop resisting me. Would you stand? You in the back. This is for you too. You in the Please stand. Amen, my brother. Please. Please. Amen. Amen. Beloved, if Jesus were to come now, if you were one of those virgins, let me tell you, all the virgins wake up in the last day. They wake up and now they all want to be saved. But for five, it is too late. Why will you wait? Why will you resist the Spirit of God calling you tonight? Don't be a foolish virgin. I'm going to be baptized. Stand, 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 stand. Don't be a foolish virgin. Would you come down to the front? Just come right where you are, please. Come, come, come. Beloved, don't be ashamed. There is nothing to be ashamed about in Jesus. Make your way down to the aisle and come. Make your way down and come. And as they're coming, for those of you who hear the Spirit of God calling you, saying, come, come now, please. Come, come. Come, come. You in the back, please don't let distance hold you back. Come, come. Praise God, beloved. The devil is steaming right now, but the angels of God are rejoicing. Please come. And now there is one really, really hard-headed, stubborn guy that's sitting out there saying, I will not get up. I'm talking to you now. Come. Come on. Listen to the voice of God calling you, young man, young woman. Listen to the voice of God, please, before it is too late. The voice of God gets fainter and fainter and all crisis is upon us beloved soon you will not be able to hear the voice of God because you have shut them out too much would you come thank you thank you praise God would you come would you come praise God praise God praise God beloved You who are standing here, you who are seated here, have a message to take to this world. You have been put here for a reason to Sabbath in the eyes of the watching universe. God is depending upon you to reveal the principles of his government. And all heaven is rejoicing. I want to make two more appeals very quickly for those of you who've been baptized already and you want to be rebaptized. Would you come? I'm not going to wait longer. Please, would you come? 
Amen. Come on, my brother. Amen. You've been baptized. You straight away, you understand, man, I haven't been resting at all. I didn't know the Sabbath was about this. Lord, have mercy on me. I want to be refreshed. I want to be regenerated. Would you come? Would you come? And I don't care what your position is. Don't, don't be prideful. Just say, Lord, you know what? Forget about who's looking right now. God is looking. I'm coming down. Would you come? Would you come? Unshackle the devil's chains he has around your foot. He's saying, you can't get up. Tell him I will get up and come. Come on. Come. Amen. Amen. Make sure you've marked your cards. Amen. Now, please come. Please come. Now, I want to make one final appeal. I want to ask you out there in the audience to take this Sabbath message out to the world, the world that does not understand what the Sabbath is really about. How many of you want to do that? How many of you are ready to say to the world, look, Sabbath keeping is not about legalism, it's about resting. How many of you are ready to do that? Would you stand where you are? Heavenly Father, we are thankful tonight that we have caught a glimpse of what heaven will be like. Father, we are told in the kingdom of heaven that every Sabbath, from Sabbath to Sabbath, we will come before you and worship. We understand, Lord, that the Sabbath is a type of that Sabbath in heaven. And as long as the Sabbath in heaven is not yet a reality, the Sabbath on earth must exist until type meets anti-type. Father, teach us to Sabbath here so that we can Sabbath there. Thank you, Father, for these who have come forward for baptism. May they start a new life in you. May they understand and practice for that heavenly rest. Thank you for that weekly fire drill, Lord. And Father, when the real fire comes, when you come in flaming glory, may we be ready because we had gone through the weekly fire drills. May we be ready when you come, resting, waiting in you, not ashamed, not afraid, but fully resting in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Amen.